Hello, and welcome back to No Sevens Podcast. Today, we are reviewing The Prestige, a 2006 drama, mystery, sci-fi film starring Wolverine, Batman, Alfred, and the Black Widow. Uh, just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, and uh, Michael Caine. But just so happens they are all very prominent in the superhero uh, film arena. And so that's actually the most, I, I think, probably what I know them as more than anything else. So I have David and Silas, per usual, with, with me tonight. And for the first time ever, <laughs> I will add, <laughs> for the first time ever, Silas and I are in the same, uh, not room, but we're in the same location recording um, this podcast so that's kind of fun wow so uh, can you imagine if you were just doing this podcast all like alone Cam? <laughs> <laughs> it would be 10 minutes long <laughs> yeah uh, um yeah i'm not even gonna get into your like superhero intro <laughs> you're accurate you're right on all of them except no you know what i'll say it her name her Name is is she's not the Black Widow she's just Black Widow. Did I say oh. the Black Widow? Yeah. Oh well. Although, I guess to be fair, like Batman, Wolverine, both of those titles I think are considered like you could refer to them as Wolverine or the Wolverine, the mm. Batman or the Batman, and either one is acceptable. So okay, I guess maybe that's her her policy. Please, ex- yeah, please excuse me, Scarlet. I know you're listening. I apologize for butchering your superhero name. Uh, All right, let's dive right into our non-spoiler reviews. (laughs) We have to be very careful not to spoil anything. Uh, Let's see, Silas, do you want to start? Yeah, um, definitely an over seven for me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've seen this movie a lot. And actually, my parents turned me on to this first. Um, So thanks to them uh but yeah i really enjoyed it i think it's a really interesting movie just in terms of like the timeline switching back and forth uh but not too confusing and leaves you with a lot of questions that are fun i'll agree with that definitely an over for me uh i would say that by default i pretty much just rank uh all Christopher Nolan films as 10 out of 10. Uh, so objective, I, objectively, I don't think this movie is a 10, but it is very good. Uh, definitely one of Christopher Nolan's more, uh, I would say slept on movies. I would say yeah, this I'd movie agree. is very good, but definitely not one that he is necessarily known for. Uh, although it is very much in the same vein as like pretty much everything he's done outside of like the dark Knight trilogy that I'm familiar with at least. Um, so, uh, yeah, just another example of why he is the master of nonlinear storytelling. Um, so yeah, definitely an over for me as well. All right. Well, it's going to be three for three on overs. Cause I, I ranked it as over and really enjoyed it. It was my first watching, uh, didn't know what it was about. Didn't even know Christopher Nolan was the director um, until we got into it, and I started recognizing all the same actors. So 
It is very <laughs> thought provoking. Um, I think it's like you guys have already mentioned. It's right along the same lines as most of Christopher Nolan's films. So I really enjoyed it. You know, it was a fun watch. I mean, it, it was pretty intense, and maybe fun watch was not the is not the right uh, <laughs> not the right way to put it because um, it's kind of dark at times. But you know, I enjoyed it. Thought it was really good. I feel like anytime you see Michael Caine in a movie, you have to be like, wait a minute, is this a Christopher Nolan movie? Because <laughs> I, yeah. I think he is almost. I think since uh, I think since he since um, Batman Begins, I'm pretty sure he's in every single movie that Christopher Nolan has directed since then, except maybe Dunkirk. Yeah. I don't think he's in Dunkirk. I don't think so. Uh, but he's in. I mean, let me see if I can find Christopher. He's in Batman Begins. He's in the. Prestige. He is. He is in Dunkirk. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Okay, so then I think he's been literally in every uh, single thing that Christopher Nolan has done since since uh, like two thousand. Since two thousand five. I don't know if he was in anything before then. He's not in Memento. No, he's not in Memento. He's not in Insomnia either, is he? Uh, I've never seen Insomnia, but um, I don't think so. Is he in Transcendence? I don't think so. Transcendence is not a Christopher. He might have. I don't. That's not a. He didn't direct Transcendence. He might have produced it because he's got a bunch of stuff that he's a producer on that he's not a director. Right. so he's in Batman Begins, he's in The Prestige, he's in The Dark Knight, he's in Inception, he's in The Dark Knight Rises, he's in Interstellar, uh, Quay, documentary short, that one doesn't really count. So if he's in Dunkirk, he's also in Tenet. He has like a little cameo appearance in Tenet. But. So anytime Anyways. Michael Caine shows up, you're like, this is probably a... Yeah, sorry, that was kind of a tangent. All right, um, welcome back to the Michael Caine podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I like Michael Caine, I think that's a fun fact. No, All right, uh, let's good. get into our... Sp- Spoilers in three, two, one. Christian Bale clones. has a twin. He's using a devil. Yeah. Clones. Clones. Where's his brother? David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie. Uh, man, okay. I don't even think we can sum up all the spoilers. So clones, twins, ev- basically everybody dies. Magic. Yeah, most everybody <laughs> does die. Well, well I not, guess only, no, not well. Even. Two people, two characters die. Two of the three, three main characters. Three, three of them. Yeah, one of the characters is two characters. <gasps> That's, that should have been our spoiler. Um. So, my first question, since we'll do this maybe a little bit out of order. Uh, when did you realize this? Maybe specifically for Caleb. Because uh, I've seen this before, and Silas, I know you have as well. When did you realize that um, Alfred Borden was actually a pair of twin brothers? Uh, right at the very end, when he told us. <laughs> 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 that, that was, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if there was, if there was an indication earlier. I missed it completely. Um, never even crossed my mind, to be honest. But then, wow. obviously, once he starts to explain it, it makes complete sense. I think so. the first time I saw this, I may have, I may have realized when he's like saying 
goodbye to um, I totally forgot the the fake name for the henchman Fallon. Yeah, when Fallon is like saying bye to Borden in prison. I think that's maybe when I realized the first time I saw it. Yeah, I don't even remember. I probably didn't realize it until like the very end when he explains it the first time I watched this. But watching it back, knowing that, and I I completely forgot the part about the clones. Like I did not even remember that. And so when that actually like started happening, I was like, oh man, I like completely forgot that part of this movie of like him like using the machine to like make a bunch of clones of himself. One was, thing I didn't get about that is he says, I didn't know if I was going to be the man in the box or the transported man. So, okay. but theoretically the machine works the same way every time, right? Yeah. Okay. It sure just, did. It sure did with the top hats. Do we want to just jump? Okay. This was like, I was going to say this, but I think this is important. Um, here's the question. Do you basically, the question is basically, do you think the original stays in the machine or is the original the thing that gets teleported and the clone is what's left in the machine? I don't think there's, at least from the way David Bowie explained it, like there is no original. It's like they're the exact same person. Wait, who is David? Was David Bowie Tesla? Sorry. Yeah, he yeah. was Tesla. Oh, but he's dead now, right? Yeah, he's he dead. Is, he has, yeah. Tesla has died. Uh, also david Bowie also, has also, also david also passed <laughs> oh yeah wow i okay sorry but yeah um the question was which one stays in which one goes yeah. out i don't i have no idea i mean i i wouldn't think and i was talking to silas a little bit about it last night like to me cloning doesn't it wouldn't transfer the consciousness of the other person like that I, that's not how I've ever thought cloning works. To me, it's just like a an exact copy, basically minus the soul. I don't see how you could replicate or like clone a soul. So like, that's where it got me confused when he's like, I don't like what Silas said. I don't know which one's in the box. I don't know which one's gonna be the prestige. It's different every night. He like basically didn't even know who he was anymore. That's so confusing to me. And like for the purposes of the movie, like it did copy the personality and the mind and everything of him. Yeah. So like that little clip where you see him when he first tried it out on himself, he sees himself there and he's like, no, 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 no. And then he shoots himself. Yeah. yeah. So what he actually, that his specific line is, I don't know what he's, I don't know what he says, before, but he says something effective, no wait. And then he says, I'm the, and then he gets shot. So we don't know what he was going to, so maybe he was oh. going to say, I'm the original. Um, yeah, for the intense, I think for the intent of this movie, like it's not, I wouldn't, I would say this is obviously a, a fantasy technology. So it is a complete duplicate, including his like complete consciousness. So, uh, just to kind of explore this question, cause I think this is very interesting. So there's basically assuming the machine works the same way every single time, there's basically two possible uh courses for what is happening so in the very first time he runs the machine he creates a he creates a duplicate so there's one in the machine and there's one outside the machine who gets teleported and the one who got teleported dies right so if the if the teleport guy is angier prime 
We'll call that the original. And if so, if Angier Prime got teleported, then he dies the first time he uses the machine and gets killed by the duplicate. You're talking about when he if shoots he, himself? Yeah. When the okay. when the when the guy in the machine shoots the guy outside the machine, if if Angier Prime teleported, then he dies the first time he uses the machine. And then um it's the second version, Angier two stays alive for the rest of the movie because every uh, the clone is always left in the machine and the the original is always teleported and so every time he does the show the clone stays in the machine gets dropped into the water tank and dies in which case Angier Prime dies and then Angier 2 is killed eventually killed by Borden if the original stays in the machine and the clone gets teleported then it's kind of reversed Angier Prime survives the first time he uses the machine and kills the first clone, but then he dies the first time he has a show because he drops into the water tank and the clone is manifested in... And um, he dies every night, which I guess... Yeah. You wouldn't... It has to be that way because that's the only way he would not know which way it goes, right? Because if he if his he's choosing to go in the machine and then he dies, the new him doesn't know who comes out of each side, right? Um, well, except for yes, the first time. Yes, kind. Let me let me. I'll put it this way. Well, no. Okay, so here's hmm. here's the trick that I eventually came to. Which Silas, I think you're right. The reason he says that he doesn't know if he was going to be the man in the machine or the man in the in in the, the prestige or the man in the box is because he doesn't know how the machine works. Mm. He literally does not know if the clone, if the duplicate of his consciousness is going to get teleported or if the duplicate is, or if he's going to get teleported. And he can't know because, so, and this, here's how I would figure this out is because at first I thought, okay, well, the first time he uses the machine, he was about to say, no, wait, I'm the original. Cause he wouldn't be like, no, wait, I'm the clone. And so you should let me live. Like that's not very, but being like, no, wait, I'm the original makes sense. Cause he'd be like, I should be the one who should survive. Right. But then it occurred to me since his consciousness is, is identically duplicated every time he uses the machine, the clone would also believe that he is the original. Mm-hmm. So basically every time, whether it's the original or the clone, although it's not really a clone, I don't think. Whether it's the original that, or the clone that gets teleported, whoever gets teleported doesn't know if his memories are actually his own memories that he's lived out or if he's mm-hmm. a duplicate who has the memories of the original version that he's a duplicate from up to the point when the machine was turned on and he was teleported, right? Because in, con- in his consciousness... Every time that the machine gets turned on, the the two consciousness di- the consciousness basically diverges. Yeah, that's right? crazy. And so he doesn't know whether he's the he can't know whether he's the clone or the original. Yeah. So basically, every time he steps in the machine to do the show, he's taking a fifty fifty chance that it's going to be the original that gets teleported and the clone that dies although there i don't think either one is like necessarily a clone it's just like they're 
since there's since it's a perfect copy of his consciousness and entire existence up to that exact moment there there literally is no way to say which one is the original or not um i will say i looked it up in the book the original actually dies in the machine so like there will be a clone that gets teleported and then a dead body of the original in the machine that's how because it was based this was actually based on a book um and so that's how what happens in the book I like Christopher Nolan's way of doing it better because I think it's way more ambiguous. Yeah. Which is like, that's also like classic Christopher Nolan. Anyway, what do you guys think of that? It's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Caleb looks like I have, I have nothing to add. I mean, you, you two have uh, said everything that I could possibly theorize, but also, You've thought of that I would say a hundred percent more than I have because. <laughs> so you weren't wondering when we went like at the end of the movie, you weren't like, wait, so was it the original guy that survived or was it the clone or that no, was not a question? Not really. Right? I mean, did you, I didn't quite understand that there was cloning going on until Silas told me, I think. Um, I mean, I, like I knew that the machine cloned, but like I thought the original died in the tank that first night, like whenever Borden I guess that wouldn't have been the first show. Like, I thought Borden killed the actual uh, Angier. Right. So, I guess, when did you figure out, did you ever realize how, like, how how basically his magic trick worked? Yeah, in the closing shots when it zoomed out and there was that dude, that clone, I guess, or I would assume it was the clone in the tank still, like floating in the tank. I was like, wait, so there was, like, multiple of him and i was thinking about that like he kind of had to drop kill them and drop them in a tank every night because he didn't know which show borden was gonna come to and like go backstage on yeah and i don't know even if it was ever i don't know if he was actually necessarily like planning to frame borden he was because when when he got um cutter to come to the theater when he showed him he said the biggest, the kind Borden can't ignore. Oh, so it totally was just to trap him and get, get, get him. Gotcha. You're right. You're right. Okay. I was wondering about that because, uh, I watched it with my parents. <laughs> um, but my, I think my mom was like, well, how did he know that? Like, how did he know that Borden was going to go down there? And I was like, well, I think he, I think they like got pretty good at recognizing each other in disguises <laughs> since they kept like showing up to each other's shows and yeah. disguises and like messing up their, their acts. There was a point in which I was like, surely by now they've got to like, like have some sort of like bouncer or something outside. <laughs> Do not let this guy in. Like, I'm he like, might have a different facial hair, right. but you'll know him. <laughs> they just got somebody out there just like pulling on everybody's beard. Every time. I mean, by this point, in their careers, you would almost, you could have probably a composite sketch of every disguise they've used. And it's like, yeah. if a guy shows up, it looks like any of these people don't let him in. Cause he's not, he's, he's here to sabotage me. Yeah. You know, what's really, you know, what's really interesting though, is that like any, any, every time either one of them ever like dressed up in a disguise, it was always obviously them still. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe the first time, uh, Angier did it. Oh yeah, like he was pretty hard. The big beard, yeah, it was pretty hard. And I feel like 
I, I, I mean, I'm assuming because Caleb didn't realize it. Fallon. Yeah. Like that disguise is actually pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah, they like Fallon I mean, was they, really good. Yeah, it looked like they had like actual prosthetics. I mean, obviously like the fat suit, but then it looked like even they added like stuff to his face, like on like the chin and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a bunch of makeup and stuff. Uh the other thing I think we don't know, I just thought of this. It's like the whole time we're seeing like um Alfred uh Borden's life. Right, and we're actually seeing like half the time it's one twin and half the time it's the other twin. I don't know if there even is a name for the other twin character. I That's think it's true. Just Alfred Borden, and we're never even told like which one is the actual Alfred Borden. Um, and I was thinking about this. It's it's funny watching it again and again because you see more and more every time, and it's like throughout the entire movie, there's like hints about it. It's so obvious. Yeah. Like, like once you know that like there's two of them, it's so there's like so many like little clues. And they that, say like, it bef- over and over again, like, oh how he has to use a double. Like Yeah. And he even admits it to Angier's double in the bar. He's like, I once let a man I had a, a similar trick and I used a double and he had yeah. complete power over me. And it's like he did? Wow. Yeah. And they like they foreshadow it like the scene with uh the bird trick or he like kills the bird right and then which is essentially like exactly the same as like uh angier's like transported man trick, i didn't right? think about that that's cool like it's kind of it's basically the same trick like the the original bird gets like smashed and then he was like here's the new one yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like the scene the original scene where that with the little kid when and, they go to her apartment. Well, like before that, when he's like, look, he's all right. And the kid is like, oh, uh, where's, where's his, his brother? brother? Yeah. It's like, where is his brother? It's like foreshadowing the fact that it's like, there's actually two of them. And it's like, they're brothers. Yeah. And like the part where he's like total looking at the, the one magician. It's like, he lives his act, total commitment to the craft. It's like, there's so many clues, uh, like of what they're doing that like once you like know what's going on it's so obvious but before like you just don't even make the connection yeah um let's see you talked about original teleport or teleporting when did you figure out it was a brother when did you figure out uh Angier's trick uh, let's go back to maybe some of the more movie related stuff uh, what did you guys think of kind of the cinematography, filmography? No, that's not the rec- correct usage of the word filmography. What did you think of it as like a movie cinematically? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fine. Uh, nothing really seemed astoundingly pretty to me. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a pretty par for the course Christopher Nolan film with a lot of practical effects feel like for the most part very limited cgi which i know yeah practical effects yeah and Hmm, uh, i hadn't thought about that you know i I thought it was good and there was but nothing notable to where i was impressed one way or the other i agree um i think that's one of the reasons why i don't think this is literally a 10 uh is because i didn't feel like i don't feel like this movie maybe climbs 
to as high of heights as some of his later films or other films in general in terms of like cinematography. I think Christopher Nolan in particular is very good at storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would say is his, his greatest strength as a director. Um, did you guys know, feel like any of the like cuts were kind of weird? Or was that just me? I, d- I felt like there were a lot of them. And I was when I was reading some of the trivia, it was talking about how many like timeline cuts there were. And it was pretty ridiculous. Like cuts where it was changing like from like going back in time or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like you're either jumping forward or backwards in the timeline. Hmm. I'll see if I can pull Interesting. it. Interesting. I thought there were some cuts that were like a little bit w- weird that I was like, that's kind of seems kind of unusual for Christopher Nolan. But, um, what did you guys think about Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale's acting performance? Better than Wolverine and Batman? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like Batman has like, well, I don't want to say too much, but like, I mean, he's got one thing. It's like, he, there's not much acting involved. It's just a lot of fighting and, you know, limited dialogue between, like, when he's not Batman, you know, he doesn't talk that much. I'm talking about Christian Bale. Um, but this was, I guess, probably bigger flex of the acting skills. I agree to disagree, but okay. <laughs> I thought they were both uh, pretty good. Um, I mean, both had, I think we've, ta- we've talked about this a lot before, but both had them had, like, experience, you know, the loss and had to be, like, sad at certain points and angry at different points so you have like a wider range of emotional spectrum to act um yeah so good on both Both, of them both of them as actors had to play multiple characters in this that's true yeah because obviously uh christian bale was playing twins and then hugh jackman also had to play his double who's a very (laughs) different character from uh his main character so here's the editing trivia uh the editing includes 146 time jump cuts in which the next shot is either a flashback or skips ahead to a different period in the storyline this averages to almost one timeline jump per minute of the movie wow that's crazy that's wild to think that you that can't be right that you jump timelines that many times that is just that has to be a testament to how good he is at like and it's still like a cohesive story i know right <laughs> that i think is where he oh, this is just so christopher nolan is the master of nonlinear storytelling and has been since memento what silas since i know you've seen i think probably have you seen all of his films the only one i haven't seen that was like i guess relevant is insomnia other than that i think i've seen the whole you've seen memento right yeah i've seen memento i think only once though i've actually I need to see it i've actually seen that one believe it or not oh really yeah. hey i'm i'm kind of impressed caleb good job yeah i need to I see it have, more um what do you think is his best like movie in terms of like non-linear storytelling <sighs> that's hard i would <laughs> i would almost say tenant just because it deals with time in general. So that's going to be like I feel the like that's, definition of non-linear. Yeah, that's probably his most complex 
without a doubt. Like, it is so confusing. And I saw it like three times. <laughs> yeah. I saw it like three times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think maybe... I think maybe Tenet or Memento, and then this one, probably. Yeah, I uh, want to. I, I was thinking uh, this is probably a good time to bring it up, but, um, the whole there's uh, the pledge, the uh, turn and the prestige, kind yeah. of explaining that that almost seems like his philosophy with movies. How so? Like. You know, even with this movie, you see the two guys, they're living their life as magicians, and then it like, it gets a little weird, and things get crazy, and then it's like, oh, there's like a third like le- like reveal or layer to it, uh, and yeah, so- almost with the other movies too, there's like multiple reveals of um, ongoing like plot and a twist. So what would you say is the, like the pledge turn and prestige in the movie? I think you're onto something. Uh, I guess the hard part would be, I mean, the prestige would have to be where you find out that Borden is using a twin. So you think like the end scene where he shoots, uh, Angier. Yeah. So it'd just be like yeah. really drawn out. I think the, the pledge would probably be, from the beginning and until maybe until maybe until the wife Angier's wife dies maybe that is the pledge when his wife dies because mm. that's kind of the thing that like sets off the whole maybe chain of events yeah and then I guess the turn is like after the, I feel like there's a the bunch machine of maybe yeah, yeah there like, are a bunch there's a bunch of twists and I mean. I thought like when I was as I was watching the movie, I didn't know where it was gonna go. I mean, like it seemed. I thought that they were gonna find some sort of peaceful resolution. Like, mm. I mean, I had no idea. You know, because there were times when they both seemed like bad guys. Like, you know, I was yeah. like I was looking for the villain. So sometimes uh, Borden would be the villain. Sometimes. Angier when he would like, be the villain. seems like he's cheating on his wife and like yeah he just really mean to her yeah and neither one of those characters were particularly good people i don't think like i mean that rivalry between them was so intense that they did a bunch of probably uh questionable things to get ahead i mean you know when you find out that there was a twin that makes it you feel a little bit better it's like okay well that was right actually two he people. wasn't cheating on his wife right but uh, yeah. but even then, it's like I was like, okay, so when are they gonna when are they gonna be friendly again? I thought something was gonna happen where like, okay, this is not worth it, you know, because they both mm. lost people. They both, I mean, what was the point in all of this? But like, it never. It was like literally vengeance up until the very end. It was yeah, it was weird. It was kind of just crazy. Do you feel like it was vengeance up to the very end? I mean, I think I think so because. That's definitely how Angier starts, but as it goes on, it seems like he becomes less and less preoccupied with, like, avenging his wife's death. I would say that, except that the whole him coming back with the actual transported man, like, was just to set up Borden. 
And then when he's dying, he's like, or when he goes to visit him in prison, he's like, I went. It was uh, to prove I'm a better magician. My secret's better. It's like, yeah, I don't seem like he was still obsessed with Borden and beating him. Yeah, I just don't think he was ever satisfied. And it all (laughs) will never be satisfied. (laughs) It all like stemmed from, I mean, I guess rightfully so. Borden helped his wife die, I guess. I mean, like, you know, it was an accident, technically, but with the, oh, wait a second. Is that why he, like, kept, he's like, what knot did you tie? What knot did you tie? He's like, I don't know, because he doesn't know. Like, his twin was the one who, whoa, dude, I just, like, (laughs) I just thought of that. That's crazy. He didn't know. Okay. Anyway, I don't, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was just like crazy. The whole movie up until the very end, that, that was the best part about it is that it just always kept me on the edge of my seat. And I don't know if the pacing, the pacing seemed kind of slower, you know, because it's like this stuff keeps happening and happening and happening and happening. And there's not really any kind of climax except at the very end after you've been watching them kind of grind against each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if it felt like that yeah. to you guys. I always thought that Borden was going to find a way out of jail. Like, I mean, that's how convincing the story was that some way, somehow there was going to be another twist or turn or something that was, he was going to be like escape or, you know, but then the way that, you know, he, his twin, I guess was the one that was actually in there. Um, and I oh. guess he did in a way escape. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's to say his, who's the real Borden? Yeah. Like his, there's a lot, there's a lot of parallels, like in a sense, like him, like escaping from prison in the sense that only one of them was ever imprisoned. And so he was hung and the other guy was free. I mean, he told him as much when like, they said goodbye, he was like, you're free now live live for both of us or something didn't he yeah i mean it's kind of the same like a different version of like angier's transported man where like one of the duplicates dies and the other one survives mm-hmm. it's wild and, like, that's kind of like so except it happens every night yeah that's but crazy. i mean there were a lot of there are a lot of parallels between like like the kind of the thing that like differentiates borden from Angier kind of in the beginning of the movie is that Borden has this trick that is that's based on his ability like his willingness to like get his hands dirty or like his willingness to like be committed to his craft um and that's kind of like what makes him a better magician but by the end of the movie like you know whether it's good or bad I mean I would say it's arguably bad but like Angier is doing the same thing because he's basically putting his life on the line every night and mm-hmm. either sacrificing himself or committing murder every night for the sake of his craft. This IMDb says that the twins are named Albert and Frederick Borden, hence Alfred Borden. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. And why she was calling him Freddie and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's why he would maybe have her call. That was so awkward. <laughs> that like dinner with his wife. Because uh, it was like Scarlett Johansson was there and also his wife was there. And they were both like, 
but you're actually in love with me, right? And it was just like so awkward not like like being there, like knowing that they were actually like they're just talking to like the one twin when like the other one is like right there. Like her actual husband I'm is not there. And so that was like oh man. Yeah. I had a note about that part, but I can't let me see if I can find it. I feel like there's a lot. Of, I was also not. There are some other movies, right, that like deal with the whole twin, like falling in love with, like there's basically two twins who, where there's a romantic interest and the the romantic interest doesn't know that they're in love with a twin. That's got to be the worst. Are there other movies like that? I feel like there's. Almost I'm sure there has, has to be. To be. Like, yeah, be. I think so. I think the. The Prince and the Pauper, which is, I think, originally a Charles Dickens story or something mm-hmm. like that, maybe has yeah. something to do with that storyline. There's definitely been ad- adaptations of that story that have been done, which probably have that. So, I know for me personally, <laughs> it hasn't happened. I've all, no, but I've always had a, like a fear of like, <laughs> what if I date a twin, but then I didn't know which one was which. And then I like, I just, man, I I can't put my finger on it, but I there's like, there's either a story or a TV show or something to where, like the twin ended up falling in love with, with their siblings, significant other, and like they, I don't know, I I I feel like I can't be making that up other than this movie. I mean, obviously I've never seen this movie before, but movies but the with twin twins. Was a secret. There's legend twins. with the. Uh, Legend with Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, I never seen that movie, but uh, there's Twins with <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Also, never seen that movie, but she's the man. Oh, is that think, what you're thinking of? I've never seen that movie, but that's one. The one where I know, I think that's one. Mate, yes, I think that is something like that line. That's What's something. The synopsis? Uh, that's geez. like. It's oh, like Mulan, but the trailer? soccer and yeah, I don't know that I've seen that one. Amanda I want to say that's funny. Yeah, and Channing Tatum. I think what, wow. I think okay. I think what happens in she's the man. If I remember the synopsis that I once upon a time read correctly, she, the girl pretends to be her twin brother on the soccer team. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. falls in love with one of the other soccer team guys, but then there's also some sort of other romantic issue. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Something like that. That se- seems like that can't be right because that seems like too far fetched of a premise. No, I think I think it's something like. Okay. Anyways, maybe that's what you're thinking of, Caleb. Welcome to She's was- the Man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we gotta walk down some of these tangents. That's what people pay for. Because people pay for this. <laughs> I wish. Well, I mean, I pay for it. So <laughs> <laughs> you pay for it, David. Uh, let me see if I have any other questions. Um, we kind of talked about this. Do you feel like there are any redeemable characters in this movie, um, or like, I mean, like, I guess of the Borden twins and Angier? Do you feel like there's any redemption? For- the the nice Borden twin I liked, the one that has a, a daughter that has a kid yeah yeah I felt yeah, bad I'm for his wife man oh yeah that's the yeah. worst 
because I think she killed herself after she found out that they were twins. It sure seemed like it because she was going to tell Scarlett Johansson's character. Oh, see, I missed that. I mean, I didn't. She was supposed to meet with her. She had some some secret to tell her or something. Right. The day before. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that makes sense after you find out that they're twins. So I guess mm-hmm. if you know, and not that not that to take anything away from you guys, but like there's I feel like small details like that to where if you don't know that they're twins, you just you hear that, those lines and you're like, oh okay, you know they were gonna meet up. Like I guess that's what two people in an affair do nowadays. You know they just meet up <laughs> and talk about it, but. Uh, now nowadays back in the 1800s yeah. <laughs> then a days <laughs> but yeah it it, it i feel like there's a lot of like you guys have already said a lot of clues and stuff but i don't know i mean i wasn't super impressed like like i said i feel like they were both bad guys like for most of the movie like neither one of them seemed like very redeemable i guess but i can still sort of sympathize with them in a way I feel like Angier is definitely not redeemable. Um, I think Fred Frederick probably with the like bad twin or whatever is probably. Cause I don't know, Silas. Like, did you have? I was labeling them like good twin, bad twin in my mind as I was like watching the movie. I definitely was, yeah. Of uh, like one of them was definitely a little bit more like rough and. And impulsive, like he was the one who kept going back to Borden, Borden, kept going back to Angier's show, and he—that's why he got like caught, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. And then the guy who got married was like seemed like a little bit level-headed. So I I labeled him as good twin, and the other guy as bad twin. (laughs) I feel like the bad twin got like a little bit of redemption at the end, although like I feel like pretty much everything bad that happened in the movie was probably him doing it it's kind of hard to tell sometimes like which one was which i was assuming Um, it was yeah even when uh when he sabotages angier's show and he falls and like breaks his leg and his twin is hoisted up on the rope you see um man i could not remember the fake Double's name. Fallon? Yeah, Fallon. You see Fallon in the crowd and he's like chuckling and like puts his head down and kind of shakes it. That was, I felt like that was the good twin. Oh, okay. Um, I lost like one oh. of them was a better showman and like up front and the other one was the better engineer, although they called it an engineer for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah, we yeah, had if the you subtitles had, on. If you had the subtitles on, it was like I-N-G-E-E-R or something. Yeah, and they had like accent mark over something. But then me and Silas both kind of looked at it. We're like, that's just engineer, right? Like they're just saying it a little differently. But hmm. Maybe they should call it something different in magic. I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> um, but I felt like the bad twin got some redemption because he like sacrificed himself at the end. Yeah. I guess. I mean, kind of like... I don't know that he had super had a choice. I guess he could have tried to escape prison. Yeah, I mean, he definitely tried to, like, when Angier visited him, he was like, that's the man I'm supposed to have killed. Like, Yeah, yeah also, so. I mean, that's what else kind of aggravated me. Does no one in this whole world, like, know who that guy is and that he's supposed to be dead? I mean, the disguise, he had a mustache <laughs> and a little, like, soul patch. Like, 
Is that enough to disguise him? Like, nobody in that whole process, not a single guard, not a single person who saw him was like, wait a second, he's supposed to be dead, and he's right here. Like, how did people not pick up on this? I mean, it's not like they've been running his, you know, photograph on the evening news. And I guess if they do see him, it's like from a very far distance on stage, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know if I felt like the, in the weird thing about the good twin is like, for all, like, ultimately he did kind of like, wasn't a very good husband because what seems to have happened is like his wife figured out what happened and was like, Hey, it would be really nice if you could like, just be like a normal guy and not like be in disguise half of your life. And he was basically like, no, I really have to live half my life in disguise. And then she couldn't deal with that. So that seems like kind of a, a failure. Yeah. It definitely wasn't the most ideal situation and he didn't, really make any good decisions he just didn't make as many bad ones yeah i guess so it is weird oh go ahead silas no i'm I'm about to take us on a different tangent so i'm just gonna say i mean it is weird that i just feel like it would get to the point where i mean where where do you draw the line and be like okay this is enough like you know like cutting off my finger yeah yeah, i mean it's just like magician like you're just and i don't to any magician listening. I don't mean to discredit your craft, but you're just a magician. Like why did like it, they literally took this to the death. Like it's I was like this is the most intense rivalry ever and y'all are just performing illusions on stage. You know, it's like why did it have to come to this? It's crazy. I mean, like that was the one thing that stood out to me. It's like, all right, come on. We have to we have to draw the line somewhere. Obviously, they feud. Yeah, they're like, it's time to die, and that's what they did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Silas. Uh, uh, another thing that bothered me too was like when Angier's wife is trapped in the cage, they like insist on smashing it open. When there's a fake lock at the top, they could just open, and she could like go up for air. Is the lock fake? Well, that's how she gets out. She sl- I thought she had the key. Oh, does she? Yeah, although it does, that is valid. Like, it seems weird that they wouldn't have, like, an extra key. Yeah, because when, when he's explaining the water tank to the judge, either at the beginning or the end, I can't remember, he's like, yeah, and this is this, the panel where the magician slips their hand through to, like, like they could have just done that. Like, the gig's up if you're having to smash it open with an axe anyways. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, that's a good point. I guess she has to die, though. It was a little depressing when she died, like, or, like, she fell out of the, like, water tank, and <laughs> Angier was just kind of, like, like tapping her cheeks, like, I don't remember what her character's name is, but... They didn't have uh, CPR back then. Uh, Julia. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, oh, like... Like normally in a movie, like somebody they would like start resuscitating them, but it's like CPR hadn't been invented, so all you could do is just like tap their cheeks and be like, "Wake up," which is kind of, I mean, I don't know, it's kind of funny, but also kind of sad. Of like, like she probably, like from, she probably could have been resuscitated. Uh, just give her the Heimlich. Hurry! Yeah, does anyone here yeah. know the cheek slap? <laughs> 
like I'm slap certified. Move, <laughs> like, <you're... laughs> like. Oh, I've never thought so about that. I can That's wake kind of... anyone up with a slap. <laughs> I looked at the I looked at the goofs, and there were a lot of like anachronisms in this movie. So it's kind of funny that that was not one of them. That is, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. Oh, man. Uh, that's pretty much all of my questions. I didn't have a whole lot of discussion questions for this one. I think the most interesting thing about this movie is whether or not the clone, like, what happens with the clones. It's definitely left uh, the most ambiguous, I think. Oh, I do think it's also interesting that he chose to kill his clones by drowning them in the water tank assuming they were a clone original. But I thought that was interesting because, and I think that's, that's like why, you know, the scene <laughs> where not Alfred, but cutter <laughs> Michael Caine, yeah. um, at the end where he's like, you know, look at what you've done here. You remember when I told you about the sailor guy and, uh, and Jir's like, yeah, you said it was like, he said, he said drowning was like going home. And he was like, I lied. He said it was agony. It was like, like before you kind of like see all the water tanks or if you don't like know that all of those like tanks of like dead bodies are there, it sounds like, it seems like he's referring to his wife and is just like basically talking about how Angier has like ruined uh, Borden's life in a way to like take revenge or whatever. But I think he's actually talking about all of these like duplicates that he's drowned. Yeah. For and it's basically being like, like almost being like, like I feel like Angier was like, if I have to die potentially, then I'll drown myself because I've heard that it's a peaceful way to die. And it's like, it's sort of like how my wife died. Yeah. It's like how his wife died and stuff. And it was almost like Cutter was so mad that he was like, I lied to you. Like you've been like putting yourself through agony, ki- like killing yourself basically. I- Eventually, like, they would all be clones, right? Like, because once the original... We don't know. But, I mean, I guess the original is definitely dead at the end of the movie, by, before the end of the movie. Um, because he either dies the first time he uses the machine or he dies at the first show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, at, after the first show, any version of him is a clone. Like, so the clone is always the one dying. Because, I mean, well, to me, like... yes. Even if it's I mean, clone one, two, three, four, they're all not the original in my head. Because like he either yes. shoots himself I mean, the first night or he drowns in the tank the first show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in a sense, in a sense, it doesn't even necessarily matter. Um, like which one? Like in a sense, there is no clone because since they're both exactly identical, it's like the same person just reincarnated almost. Yeah. Not even it's just like doubled, like copied. Yeah, like there like it's there is no real like original. It's like the hats, like they're all your hat. Like there there literally is no way to distinguish between the two of them. So like that's I think that's why he doesn't know like whether he's going to live or die every night is because like there's no there's no way to know how the machine works. The only thing that he knows is that like essentially that his consciousness is going to be split into two identical bodies and basically diverge and either he's going to diverge into the teleported one or he's going to diverge into the drowned one. Yeah. Okay. 
So maybe diverging is better, more appropriate than cloning. It's, but, I think maybe. but that makes it seem like, like one of them is not a conscious person, which clearly like whoever is drowning in there is like not wanting to drown and is like aware that they're drowning and it's like a person. Yeah. So it's like him. But then the other one is obviously him because they do it again and they live as him. So, yeah. Like it's literally just like, like, yeah, like instant. It goes from there being one of him to being two identical versions of him and two different things happen to them. Basically. It's really hard to get your head around. Yeah. I just realized we didn't, um, name drop Andy Serkis who is also in this movie that's true I was su- kind of surprised when he showed up or um, I don't know if you know who that is Caleb but Gollum from Lord of the Rings oh wow no don't know I don't know what the human version of him looks like uh, <laughs> he looks Tesla's like... assistant <laughs> oh I don't know I don't know what the human version of him looks. I only know the Gollum version <laughs> that's, oh wait, he's that's also so valid, he's though. also like a bad guy in in one of the Marvel movies, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's uh, in X Men too, the old X Men. Who who is he in X Men? The Frog guy. No, Toad. Yeah. Oh, Black Panther. No, that's that's Darth Maul. Oh, I think. I think you're right. I'm pr- pretty sure it's Darth. Yeah, I think he you're might right. be. He might be something else in X Men because he's he's definitely I mean, the he's, type. Yeah, he's known for being like a motion capture guy. So he's in Star Wars. That's like his specialty. Uh, yeah. Oh, who was he? Supreme he's in like Richard one of the Snoke. newer ones. Oh yeah, he is Snoke. <laughs> There's another motion capture thing. King of motion Google capture. Wow, he is he really, really is like. I feel like he either has aged a lot since 2006, or facial hair does a number on him because. <laughs> I mean, I would. Well, <laughs> I guess both are are valid options. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I'm learning, man. I, I'm learning all sorts of stuff with this. <laughs> I probably won't be able um, to remember the names, but I'll at least recognize people. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Andy Circus was not an X find. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Rick I was Park. mistaken. Um, should we give our ratings? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just hate the silence more than anything. Uh, I'm just going to give this one a solid eight and leave it at that. I mean, it was just really good. I don't have a ton to say because we've already discussed a lot of the good things about it. So an eight. Eight for you. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine and while the, the, uh, the visuals may not have been above par, it's just like good, like above good par, um, a story always wins out over visual quality and everything else. So for story, it's my first nine. Um, I'm going to give it an 8.8. Uh, I don't know that I can comfortably give it a, a nine um, just because I do think this is sl- uh, definitely a slept on Nolan film, but I also feel like he, I mean, everything he does is so phenomenal. So it's kind of weird to say that I think he has a lot of movies that are better than this. Um, so 
I mean, I think this is such a good movie and for it to be like one of his more slept on and one of his worst movies maybe is kind of crazy. Um, but I'm going to give it an 8.8 uh, par- partially because of like the same thing Silas said of like, although the story is phenomenal, I think in order to objectively earn a nine, um, it's got to, it has to deliver across all categories. And I feel like there were some categories where it was just adequate. You've given a nine to something, haven't you already? Maybe? I given, I gave a nine to La La Land. Oh wow! Um, I was, because I, but I, I also feel like La La Land is a more well-rounded movie. This movie, yeah. I did feel like the pacing on this movie was a little off. Like it just feels a little slow in certain areas. Just like barely. I do. I was gonna ask. I don't know. What, do you guys even feel like you can rank this within his? Like films? Mm. No. <laughs> I'm just not. I don't. I mean, I've seen, I guess, a lot of his stuff at this point. But I feel like you've seen most of his stuff now, Caleb. If you've seen Memento. Yeah. Like, you've seen all the the Dark Knights. You've seen yeah. Dunkirk. You've seen Tenet. You've seen Interstellar. You've seen Inception. Yeah. Actually. So that's like all of his modern stuff, <laughs> just I, about. Now that you mention it, I've yeah. seen pretty much all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, but yeah, I, I'm not comfortable ranking the, or ranking this, as it relates to others. I just think they're all really good. I mean, and that's about as deep as I get. So, if you made me rank them, David, it would probably be something like, Batman Begins, The Prestige, Inception. Um, I wait. Are you going from bottom to top? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. What did I say? Batman Begins. Prestige, begins, Prestige, Inception. Inception. Um, man, they're so good. Maybe Interstellar, and then Memento, Dunkirk. Uh, maybe put Dunkirk below Memento, and then Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Dark Knight wow. Rises should be lower. Yeah, I was gonna say you put that way higher than I thought. I kept I kept would. skimming over them because I was looking at them and I was like, I just kept thinking it was the Dark Knight like twice you put that you put that higher than i would put that yeah anyways Uh, it's definitely lower on his end of movies yeah which is just a testament to how good of a director he is in that for this movie which is a phenomenal movie to be like one of his worst movies is man this man just doesn't miss yeah should i hit you with some trivia there's a lot yeah so chung ling so was a real real character stage name used by a white guy um, who disguised himself as a Chinese person to use the audience's enthusiasm. He lived as Chung Ling So, never breaking character while in public. And then he died doing a bullet catch trick uh, that went wrong. Wow. Man. Tesla That's... really did <laughs> experiments in Colorado Springs too. Interesting. Uh, speaking of bullet catch, I'm gonna try it. No, <laughs> uh, I was not. I was not impressed with the bullet catch magic trick. Uh, I've seen David Crockett in the River Pirates. I know how that one works. So. <laughs> David Crockett caught it in his mouth. <laughs> I was gonna say Penn and Teller like have like an actual bullet catch trick where they catch it in their mouth, but it. I mean, it's, I guess, still an illusion. I feel like I watched a YouTube on it or something. But, 
it's like crazy how how good it is i would have to be pretty i mean i'm sure it is good but i feel like i feel like you're just like okay but you're just not putting the bullet in there and then pretending like to catch it and really it's in your mouth the whole time (laughs) well yeah i mean i i am not even going to attempt to describe it because i don't remember it that well but part of it i think they have like a metal cup in their mouth that the bullet lands in the cup so it's not like they can just spit Mm. it out you know it's it's something weird like that but it seems pretty cool um the main character's initials spell abra like abracadabra alfred borden robert angier i think uh andrew your roommate caleb would be slightly annoyed if we also didn't mention um that bad twin borden's last words were abracadabra oh yeah yeah Andrew was kind of getting on to me because we started watching it on Thursday night, or I started watching on Thursday night at like 11.30, maybe closer to midnight. And he's like, you're really going to start this movie. He's like, this is what's going to happen. You're going to start this movie, you're going to fall asleep, and you're going to have to finish it the next night, and you're going to forget everything that happened. Um, And then he said, I'll just give you this. Remember this abracadabra and he like went into his room and i was like all he said i was like all right you know at that point it didn't mean much to me but uh it was kind of funny that was his his last words um david bowie initially declined the role of tesla and then nolan flew out to personally tell him that he was the only person he thought could do the role uh, because he is like so larger than life and he obviously changed his mind uh, and Borden's wife, Sarah, I know what you are line was uh, improvised, hmm. which I feel like is a pretty big line to improvise. Yeah. And a ton of the like tricks, like the, the transported man and like bullet catches, obviously, and the bird tricks and stuff were like real tricks that magicians used back then. And so were like the names too, like the professor. There's like a ton of magician, the professor. Interesting. But... I find that so some of those tricks I find like so ridiculous of like, how do you not, how do you buy that? Yeah. I don't know. I guess you're coming out of the dark ages. So <laughs> the dark ages of the 1700s. Like what? You can print multiple things of the same thing without writing them by hand. That's practically magic. I guess the crowds did kind of boo a lot when they were the same tricks. That's true. That's that's about all the good trivia. All right. Well, this has been, I almost said Memento, The Prestige, (laughs) uh, directed by Christopher Nolan. Thank you, Mr. Nolan, for everything you do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So I think we need to pick our next movie. And I think. I think we know it because. Yeah. King Kong versus Godzilla comes out in real time on Tuesday. So I think we could watch it and then in, because we've already kind of said that we're going to do it, right? Is it Wednesday, Tuesday yeah, or Wednesday? What, uh, I don't know, but it's actually podcast time that it comes out. Oh, um, but wait. Yes. In real time, we've already released the Godzilla versus Kong movie. Oh, see, I'm, I consider, I consider uh, this. Yeah. We're in podcast time right now. Oh. 
Oh, okay. that's so confusing. That's so counterintuitive. We need Christopher Nolan to make a movie about our podcast <laughs> time podcast. Uh, time. So we okay, can understand it, says, it. It says release date March twenty fifth. So according to that, what? it's already out. Out. Well, hot diggity dog! I want to watch it right now. But where? It's supposed to be on HBO Max, but everything I've seen was October or uh, March thirty first. It looks okay. like only the trailer is on. Or is it called Collision Course? No, that's something. Else. Yeah, only it the says, trailer okay. is. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, not available. Uh, March Okay, but March 31st is what day? I think Let's it's a out. Wednesday. Okay, well, it says it's streaming exclusively on HBO Max March 31st on the HBO Max website. So and we're not, we're obviously not going to theaters to watch it. So Wednesday. Okay. Um, Yes. Only problem is... If that's already come out, we I, need to pick like another movie? Yes, to, we could pick another movie. The, no, the problem is I don't know if I'll be able to record on Saturdays, which is we normally when we normally record, so we'd have to record it before Saturday. Fine with that. Uh, is that something that you can do, Caleb? Because otherwise we might... Um, I'll check with my secretary. Sorry. Okay, well, let's just let's just put it this way, listeners. I'm honestly, I'm not going to edit this part because it's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> let's put it this way, listeners. Uh, well, wait, okay. I guess it doesn't matter. I think we still need to pick another episode. We still need to pick another because this we're already this in real time is after Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so we. We need to pick another episode in podcast time, oh, yeah. even though we're going to be watching Godzilla vs. Kong next, in theory, to actually watch next, or to release next in real time. All right. Does that make yep. sense? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, anybody have any recommendations? Uh, we're not quite into the zone yet where we can do new releases. I, I mean, I guess we kind of are, but. Um, does anybody have anything from this list that they want to nominate before I just see. Yeah, I'm just it? skimming it right now. Let's do what another is? Christopher Nolan film. No. What is the Untouchables? Uh, I believe that's a French movie. I think. Do you remember that uh, that movie with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart that came out? I never saw it, no. but it's like about a guy who's like a paraplegic, and Kevin Hart was like his assistant. Or something is it a like funny that. movie? Are you sure that's what? Yeah, it I is? think it was. It's. I think it's the same premise, uh, but it was French. So is this movie in French? Uh, I think it might be, uh, but it was made before the Brian Cranston Kevin Hart movie. It was sort of was made in '87. No, wait. Is it the Untouchables or the Intouchables? Oh, I said Untouchables because I figured it was a typo. Is it Intouchables? No, those are. Two different movies. Oh, the Untouchables okay. is also a good movie. Yeah, I was just looking at the Untouchables. <laughs> the Untouchables is also a good movie. Different movie. Very different premise. Oh. <laughs> um, it is the Untouchables. Oh, I the think Untouchables because oh, it's French. So I think in English the title is Untouchable, but since it's an, a French movie, Intouchables. <laughs> it's on IMDb's list of like top two hundred and fifty or whatever best movies of all time wow so i was like all right well i'll put it in there yeah um but i've never we don't have to do uh, that one i just thought i just hadn't really heard of that one i'm fine to do any kind of the um 
more silly like animated movies yeah we haven't done one of those in a while we might need to decompress okay. after a christopher nolan film with like sonic the yeah Hedgehog. let's do a fun movie <laughs> okay so let's see did you say you want to do sonic the hedgehog or just i, well, I was like i mean we can or like you know rango madagascar those are all kind of some animals. Rango. you want to do rango okay uh we, yeah we can do rango uh, is that on something i think it's rango on is actually Netflix. A, Rango is actually a really good movie. It is good. I think we've all seen it, yeah? Uh, I don't yeah. think I have. I'm not confident Okay. Have, at least. Okay. Rango. Rango. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Rango. All right. Let's do that. Then. All right. Listeners, you need to watch I don't, Rango. Uh, yeah, just watch Rango, and we'll review it at some point. I'm not sure when it'll come out, because honestly, I'm baffled by the order of things. <laughs> It's it's a little confusing, but we'll figure it out. Um, Just watch Rango. Yeah. Everything, it'll it'll make sense for the listeners because every, all you have to do is look in the description and it'll tell you what the next episode is. That's right, that's right. But you may, you may not necessarily want to listen. So when in doubt, just go off the description. I'll may, if I ever have to, I may just also drop in like a little like like message into the audio so they don't have to listen to us ramble for like 10 minutes after we've finished yeah i'm assuming people like semi enjoy this part i don't know i'm assuming Uh, (laughs) i hope so semi currently i stretch i i don't think we have messed up the timeline yet awesome we're not in like a back to the future situation thus far okay (laughs) we almost were though with the king kong thing because yeah i mean that's i don't know all right well this Sorry, is... did you have more to say? No, just... <laughs> okay, well, that's enough of this. This has been No Sevens, The Prestige. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Peace.